Well, welcome to the Black Madonna Speaks with me, your host, Stephanie Georgiev. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. And before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to my wonderful Patreon supporters. Your multi-level support means the world to me, and this podcast would not be possible without you. Thanks also to all who subscribe, like, and share, and for those who reach out to me. I really enjoy the individuals who follow The Black Madonna Speaks. You're all quite extraordinary human beings who make our current times interesting, creative, and help to contribute your gifts to the benefit of us all. A brief announcement regarding the In Search of Sacred Origins, the Golden Heart of Africa trip with Sophia Services under the leadership of Sarnia Guitom. We're all set to begin the trip on the 12th of September, 2023. I'm also pleased to announce I will be giving a series of talks in Johannesburg, South Africa for the Christian community of Johannesburg at the Church of Lazarus. You can visit their website at www.thechristiancommunity.org.za for specific details. I will also be addressing the Anthroposophical Society of Johannesburg on Saturday, September 9th from 3 to 4 p.m. The topic will be on activities for the apocalypse. The talk will take place at the Steiner Center, Michael Mount Waldorf School, 40 Colross Road in Bryanston. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more updates on specific times and locations for the events in Johannesburg as well as to any future events. It's always, uh, those are always good formats to follow what I'm doing. Now links to all of these platforms are in the program notes. For those of you who would like to receive the materials from all the talks in South Africa, as well as the In Search of Sacred Origins trip, you can receive them all for a one-time donation of 100 US dollars to my PayPal account, which is listed in the program notes. And what this means is you will get transcripts of the talks, handouts, a PDF copy of all the slides or PowerPoint uh, presentations, and you'll also get recordings. So it's quite a nice little deal. And you'll save on airfare, as they say. Um, and it's about, I don't know, eight different talks. So it's quite a good bargain. And for those of you who cringe at the notion of PayPal, no worries. Uh, PayPal takes credit cards if you do not have a PayPal account. Now, this offer will be available until September 15th, 2023, and you will receive the materials after they are presented during the tour. Now, in so many ways, it's hard to believe I have been on this journey with the Black Madonna for over 20 years. If we look back on where we were 20 years ago, the world is almost unrecognizable now. It's easy to understand why certain groups identify as, quote, conservative, unquote, and are a bit cranky about it as well. I can sympathize with being exhausted and confused by so much change. 
But as the old adage says, the one constant in life is change. And change we must. There's a lovely song by the group Yes, and it's called Change We Must. And I have a link to a beautiful YouTube video in the program notes, and it's one of my favorite songs. Now, in the spirit of constant change, one way to conceptualize the changes is to comprehend everything that swirls around us as a part of the evolution and education of humanity. One of the recent podcasts on the Black Madonna Speaks, I was talking about the Camino de Santiago de Compostela as a path of modern initiation. When we consider this and the presence of so many Black Madonnas on the path that were placed there by the Knights Templar, it's understandable to wonder why. What were the knights doing and why were they placing these images brought from the Holy Land at various points in France and Spain? You've heard me speak on how the Madonna as an art form is the symbol of the highest potential of the human soul, that of embodying and birthing the Christ within. With the Black Madonna in particular, the color black, the large hands of these Madonnas, and the somber nature of their faces, all of these qualities speak to deep messages and symbols coming from the spiritual world as to the task as well as the capacities of human beings. But the timing of the placement of the Black Madonnas along the Camino by the Templars has always had deep meaning for me personally. Unlike many who embrace the notion of reincarnation, I never thought I was anyone particularly special in past lives. If anything, I think I was some sort of kitchen servant in an obscure monastery during the Middle Ages. I spent a few months with a dear friend in Los Angeles one summer. She had the most amazing cable channels, and I had not watched television for several years. I was inhaling all of her cable offerings, and she remarked that every single time she came into the living room while I was watching TV, I was watching some medieval period drama, film, or documentary. She asked me if I was aware that we were currently living in the 21st century, and I said yes, but if you ask me, everything went downhill after the mid-1200s. Obviously, much about modern life shows great advancement since the high Middle Ages, but oh, those ideals, the chivalry, the hats and dresses of the noble ladies, and the valuing of honor. We could do a bit more in that department for sure. I want to read you an interesting verse I have been contemplating for a bit these days in my personal study and meditation. It's found in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 20. Something that often gets ignored in much of the commentary and understanding of the Apostle Paul is that his main task was to further the evolution of humanity towards creating a community that could be a vessel for the Christ. It is also of note that the Knights Templar sought to do that also. They were trying to create a European civilization that could be a vessel for the Christ. The verse in Corinthians states, 
Dear brothers and sisters, do not sink back to the stage of childhood in your consciousness. In learning evil, you may remain children, but with your consciousness, you must strive for the highest aim. Now this verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 20, is from the New Testament, a rendering, and it's translated by John Madsen. We'll come back to this verse in a bit. Rudolf Steiner tells us that the period of the Crusades, roughly from the mid-1050s to 1300, was the time when humanity was preparing for the age of consciousness soul. What is the age of consciousness soul, and why did humanity need to prepare for it? In anthroposophical cosmology, the introduction and development of humanity into cosmic evolution was the spiritual world's attempt at transforming the cosmos of wisdom into the cosmos of love. We humans were created as the 10th hierarchy in the scheme of the angelic community to help bring about this transformation. In order to love, one must have freedom. And we were given freedom in order to foster love. In order to have freedom, one must have something from which to choose, which is where the whole evil thing comes into play. Evil was introduced into evolution as a possible choice in order to foster freedom. As my Sunday school teachers used to say frequently when asked, why in the world were humans given freedom? Like, was that such a good idea? The response was always, God does not want a bunch of robots. He wants people who want to be present and who want to love one another as well as him. The first experience with choosing between evil and good is found in all myths and creation stories on earth. Within the Judeo-Christian tradition, this is found in the Garden of Eden and the story of the snake and the tree of knowledge. The language is very esoteric and symbolic, but the outcome is clear. We chose unwisely, and the consequences have been quite dramatic, to say the very least. We, almost, we also must keep in mind that there was a tree of knowledge and a tree of life in the Garden of Eden. And the tree of life was not touched by us and still exists without being violated. My priest, while I was attending the Christian community in Los Angeles, now retired Reverend Cynthia Hines, had the best description of this entire scenario. She said that the spiritual world recognized that giving cosmic neophytes such great power and responsibility of freedom was really not exactly fair to the humans. So an elaborate plan B was initiated to educate and prepare humanity for the great task of catalyzing the transformation of the cosmos of wisdom into the cosmos of love. The way the anthroposophists and Rudolf Steiner have described this great preparation is occurring through various ages where a specific aspect of the human being will be challenged and developed in each cultural period of history.
past, present, and future. The ultimate goal is to have human beings, both individually as well as collectively, to be able to meet the Christ being in full consciousness and freedom. This meeting in full awareness and preparedness is to further the ultimate destiny of humanity. The spiritual world is actually quite invested in our destiny as they also want to facilitate the transformation of the cosmos into one of love. Personally, I've begun to consider the Judeo-Christian Bible as the instruction manual, an initiation document that chronicles the origins and development of humanity and how to prepare to meet our destiny. I see this as unfolding from Genesis through Revelation. Each one of the preparatory phases after the great flood we hear about in Genesis, as well as in other traditions, is called in anthroposophical terminology as post-Atlantean epochs. Many traditions give specific names for ages, such as in Buddhism and Hinduism with titles such as Kali Yuga and others. Each cultural age and epoch has a specific mystery challenge and develops a different aspect of the physical and spiritual body of humanity, both as individuals and collectively. Many traditions speak about the three different parts which make up the human being, body, mind, and spirit. These can also be understood as physical, emotional, and spiritual parts of a person. In anthroposophy, the human being is considered to have a physical body, a life or etheric body, an astral or emotional soul body, and the individual ego, also called the, quote, I, unquote, which is our spiritual nature. The I, or ego, is the spark of the divine we share with the cosmos. It is what we are working on in earnest throughout all of our preparation and is being quite developed currently. In addition to these four bodies, there are different facets of the soul, sentient soul, intellectual soul, and the consciousness soul. During each one of the post-Atlantean epochs, these souls which are all part of us individually and collectively, have been and are being developed. The aspect of the soul being developed during the epoch when Christ incarnated in the physical was the intellectual soul. The mystery that challenged humanity during that period was the mystery of birth and death. The soul, which is being developed during our current epoch, the fifth post-Atlantean epoch, is the consciousness soul. This quality that we are developing presently is all about being completely awake, discerning, and well, fully conscious. We have been developing the capacity to think independently since the event of Golgotha. Prior to this time, humans received more of a direct communication and direction from the spiritual world. Since Golgotha, which means place of the skull, humans have slowly been developing their souls and consciousness to be able to think independently. 
Thinking independently is all part of freedom. Since the beginning of the age of consciousness soul, the direct communication from the spiritual world towards humanity has gradually dimmed, been cut off, in order for humans to develop their freedom, and also to train humans to think independently and actually to reach out to the spiritual world on their own accord. This epoch has the mystery of evil to face, deal with, and ultimately transform. What we have seen since the beginning of the 15th century is unprecedented freedom in humanity, coupled with unprecedented evil. Being a hedonist myself, I'm not enjoying this at all, to say the very least, but I do comprehend the purpose of the situation. And while the media gives us a full, constant diet of evil, and our history, specifically in the 20th century, has specialized in unthinkable evil with no end in sight, there are powerful forces meeting this evil, transforming evil, countering evil, with unprecedented kindness, compassion, and deep abiding love. To meet this challenge and mystery of evil, we must be fully awake and conscious. We must be able to discern truth from lies, goodness from evil, and choose to believe, to understand, and be aware of deeper truths. One of the greater purposes of current political situations across the globe, as well as cultural phenomena, is to actually force humanity to be aware and to choose freely to love one another. So what does the Black Madonna have to do with all of this? Quite a bit, actually. I've always considered each and every quality and presentation of the Black Madonna to reflect the timing of their placement by the Templars along the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. As Steiner reports, the Crusades were a time of preparation for the age of consciousness soul. Our age is the age of consciousness soul. It started in the early 15th century and blossomed with the Renaissance. This period of time was one where science, religion, politics, and medicine were transformed from tradition into a culture of innovation and independent thinking. Something we often take for granted is that most of our political, scientific, and cultural themes we both enjoy and endure these days had their start in the beginnings of the age of consciousness soul. Take, for instance, the space program. All rockets are designed using the specific principles discovered, documented, and proven with the works of Newton, Galileo, and da Vinci. The 1500s heralded an age of exploration, colonization, and upheaval of all institutions. Just as we are witnessing now, institutions are rarely willing to be transformed. They desire to have things remain the same. It has never been a smooth ride for us humans, mainly because we resist change, and we like to find comfort in evil in many instances. 
The dark and black-skinned Madonnas all have somber faces, large hands, and many have stories of resilience and survival against all odds. They cross continents, survive shipwrecks, are buried for centuries, are broken, sometimes burned, and yet they survive. They heal or in some cases are reborn into new works of art. Black is the color of cosmic will, transforming into human will. The hands and feet are agents of the will. I have always been struck by the large hands of many of the Black Madonna statues. The age we are in now, the age of consciousness soul, is a very difficult one. We are the most independent and have the most freedom we have ever had in our entire human history. It's also a time of great evil. The onslaught of attacks on every level possible is not for the faint of heart. It's no wonder addiction is rampant. Who exactly really wants to be aware of what's going on? It's more comfortable and easy to just numb your feelings, your consciousness, and let everything pass you by. This is really the motto of so many facets of culture these days. And to tell you the truth, I sympathize with wanting to be numb and unconscious. It is certainly less upsetting, but that is not what we are supposed to be doing during our age. I was quite struck by the verse in Corinthians, dear brothers and sisters, do not sink back to the stage of childhood in your consciousness. In learning evil, you may remain children, but with your consciousness, you must strive for the highest aim. The whole purpose of the plan B, as I call it, is to invite humanity both individually and collectively to grow up. Yes, it is wonderful to be a child with no responsibilities and burdens, but we must grow up. Paul makes many references to this. In the prior chapter in 1 Corinthians, that famous chapter 13 that's read at so many weddings, Paul states in verse 11, quote, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I felt and thought as a child. When I became an adult, I put childish ways behind me, unquote. We also hear Christ telling the paralyzed man at the pool of Bethesda, who had been waiting for 38 years for someone to put him in the healing water so he could be healed. Christ says, pick up your mat and walk. We are being invited to grow up, to heal, to get on with things, to be mature adults and act in love. This entire age we are in could be referred to as the pick up your mat and walk era. It is striking to me how these dark images of the Madonna and child are all placed along the path of the modern initiation and how they have become very popular in modern consciousness. They were placed there in preparation for our current age. 
For me, these images are symbols of encouragement and recognition. Their somber faces, sometimes burnt and scarred from violence, are for me a recognition that the spiritual world is aware that we are struggling with levels of challenges and evil that we have never encountered before. The spiritual world knew what the coming epoch would involve, and by placing these images along the path of initiation, there is an acknowledgement of the struggles yet to come. The color and size of their hands of these Madonnas for me are indications that we must develop our will and our wills to do good, to choose love and morality. These are the steps we need to take to be initiated into the mysteries of our time. Obviously, not everyone can walk the Camino in France and Spain, so these Madonnas are inspiring artists, poets, authors, scientists, historians, historians and religious figures from all over the world in ways not ever seen. Since life itself is our current path of initiation, wherever we might live, these Black Madonnas are flooding our consciousness through popular culture, I feel to be symbols of encouragement from the spiritual world. They are meeting us as we toil on our own personal path, our own personal local Camino. The spiritual world is calling to us to live up to our potential. I often say to myself as well as through my lectures and writings, we humans often doubt ourselves. It's so easy to become exhausted, cynical, and hopeless, to think the world would be better off without humans. But the spiritual world actually believes in us, believes in our potential and our capacity. Do you, for one minute, think that the spiritual world would go to all that trouble, creating, designing, as well as giving us the most incredible plan B ever, if they do not think we were capable of great things, we have been invested in as we are valued members of the cosmic community. We are needed to help transform and we are needed to help the transformation to go forward. Paul speaks of this in Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 19. Quote, I consider that all difficulties and sufferings of the present age are trivial compared with the light power of the world of spirit, which will reveal itself. All around us, creation waits with great longing that the sons of God shall begin to shine forth in humankind." Unquote. The cosmos and all of nature longs for us humans to start bringing about the divine love through freedom and full consciousness to transform the universe. In symbolic terms, the Madonna is a symbol of the human soul, the highest capacity of the human soul. Most Black Madonnas are pictured as holy wisdom seated on their throne. The Holy Infant is the symbol of divine love coming to humanity. These dark images, for me, symbolize so many things. One symbol 
is divine wisdom giving birth to divine love. We humans, as our highest potential and capacity and task, are to embody divine wisdom in order to birth divine love within the cosmos. This will take quite a bit of will forces, and it will not be easy as we are experiencing, but it is good and the only thing we should be doing. We are to become adults, to use our will, to pick up our mats. We have been sitting on and waiting for someone else to do things, to heal ourselves and the earth, and we are to go forward. For me, these dark images of dark virgins are symbols of encouragement along the way. The Black Madonna reminds us of our original destiny, but also that this journey is really, really difficult and what it will take to complete it. The Black Madonnas remind us that no matter what, even if we are destroyed in the process, that we will rise up again, transformed. So thank you again for spending your valuable time with me. Please see the links in the program notes if you would like the materials for the In Search of Sacred Origins of Africa talks. And thanks again to my patrons and my one-time donors. Until next time, blessings on your journey.